Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We're in the stretch run now. Uh, we have basically a few days left. Um, I think uh, everybody's feeling the stress. I know I am. I know uh, anybody whose uh, power ranking is 10 and lower is checking uh, LA Prep Soccer every minute of every day. So uh, in the midst of all this stress, let's pray. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for the show, and thanks for having the chance to have the show. I do pray that um, we'll be able to keep the end in mind, uh, that the real purpose of high school sports is not to win a piece of chrome or uh, bronze, but but to help teach young people how to live, And um, uh, despite the charisms our schools represent. I pray that, um, that as we play the game, that we keep sportsmanship at the forefront, that uh, we respect the procedure, respect the process, and that we can all leave this 2019 season satisfied that all of our teams have done their best and that we've all uh, competed with integrity. In Christ's name we pray, amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. we got a really good show tonight. Tonight I'm going to uh, start off the show ranting about uh, this uh, latest post about running up the score. Uh, if you've been listening to my show for seven years, you know what I feel about that. But just in case you have not, we got so many new listeners now uh, that uh, that I think I need to uh, readdress what I think should be done. But I'm really excited the fact that we're going to talk to Coach Kyle Keys from Sterlington and uh, Coach Lisa Leverman from CE Bird and uh, get their take on what's going on not only with just their programs but in North Louisiana as well. And, uh, and it's good to hear some, from people from North Louisiana. A lot of our audience is listening. And a lot of people in the North, y'all, really feel um, slighted that, that all of our attention is to the South, okay? It's kind of like a biased media, if you will. Uh, I've try, I try to do my best living in New Orleans, being from New Iberia, to um, pay attention to the North. But, it, but it's hard. And uh, um, it was nice to talk to them. And look, we sat and talked with them at length. I think all of you people in the South are going to get a good uh, education on the stuff that they got to go through uh, being up in North Louisiana. And and I uh, really have a lot of admiration for them uh, with what they have to do. Okay, so that'll be the second and last segments, or second and third segments, rather. Uh, on this segment, though, I'd like to talk about running up the score. Um uh, on LA Prep Soccer and also on LHSAA, um, we did some research. I had some help by uh, a really good person uh, whose name I don't even know. I just got his uh, username or her username. And right now, as of, as of uh, today, uh, today is um, uh, we still have a week and a half left to go. Anyway, um, we have 27 girls scores that were over 8-0. Not eight zero. We're not talking about eight run ruled. Eight zero in in tournament games and in any game, uh, you can score as many points as you want in the first half. Okay, just in the second half, once the score gets eight, uh, the referee calls the game. 
I had a team once this year try to get that eighth goal, um, uh, put in their starters at the end. Uh, it was really, really aggravating to, to watch that and uh, on the receiving end and very discouraging for my players. And uh, we rebounded from it. Uh, sometimes uh, things are out of your control, injuries uh, and the like, and really have it rubbed in your face is, 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 is a bad experience. 11 boys games have gone over 8 nothing. also this year. So all in all, uh, we're not finished the season yet, and we're looking at 38 games that have gone over and above. And, and instead of mentioning the teams and calling out the teams, um, you know, I'd rather just talk, talk about this, that the um, district record is not under our control. Uh, all the teams here who are struggling, uh, it is aggravating for a good team to have to play you because their power ranking dips as soon as they walk on the field. And it's really not a fair part of the system. Why should they be penalized for playing you? And um, and and we got to fix that somehow. I don't see that fixed anytime soon. Uh, there have been a lot of great ideas we've heard. Uh, but uh, the long and short of it is a lot of people are scrambling right now not to make the playoffs but to undo the damage that they had that they hit in order to get the seed that they really, really want because they play teams that have zero wins in their schedule. So I, I do have a little bit of sympathy, not very much though, y'all, uh, for a district game going over 8-0. Um, I guess I'm being too nice there. I really don't have any patience in that. Um, and I'll explain why in a second. The non-district games, though, why in the world would you schedule a game against somebody you know you're going to beat eight to nothing? Why? Okay, I, I, I put that silence in there on purpose. Why? I'd love to hear your reasoning on LA Prep Soccer. I'd love for you to t tell us on uh, on our Twitter feed at NMNFUTBOL or on Facebook Live. Tell me why you would schedule a game. And, and, and if you didn't expect to win uh, by eight goals, why when you got to eight, you continued to go? You know, um, I've seen programs halted. Uh, somebody said that on, on LA Prep Soccer. I, I, I do know of a team that got scored over 20 goals on them, and then their program shut down the next day, okay? Uh, the principal was embarrassed by having their school represented in such a poor fashion. Um, I got in some trouble once, uh, good trouble. Uh, I, I took a, a team that I'm not going to name because they're trying to get their program restarted, but there was a team I knew was bad. I brought them in. Uh, I invited the coach, first of all. Uh, I said, look, you know we're probably going to win this game. Uh, I would like to spend, have my kids meet your kids and give them a tip or two. Okay, uh, we would come an hour before warm-ups, and, and we would teach them a couple of skills. You can't teach very much in a day, but you could teach them a couple of things. And then I told the coach, we're going to go all out. Okay, when the game starts, we're going all out. You're going to see what, what, what our brand of soccer looks like, and we'll see if you've learned anything. But when we get to 4 nothing, if it gets to 4 nothing, if you beat me, amen. Um, but if we get to four for a four-goal advantage – then we'll we'll take the game and turn it into a learning experience, and I got an easy solution for all of you coaches who have superior teams. Uh, you don't have to score an own goal, and man, please don't play the possession game. That is awful. Um, don't yell things onto the field to your kids that 
that you want them to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, it should be clear before the season starts that when you – I have a rule on my team, and, yes, they're teenagers. I, I've got to correct them all the time. When you get, when you get a five-goal lead – People start to giggle because people are in the game that are not normally in the game, and they don't understand that the giggling is going to be interpreted by the other team as they're laughing at them. And that's sometimes not the case. It's most of the times not the case. Although I have seen this year people laughing at other teams, which I don't understand how any of you coaches here can tolerate that. You can't control your fans, but you can control your bench. Okay? Um uh, whenever my bench doesn't – I mean, you can't predict what they're going to do, but you can react to what they do, you know. And so um, I'm not going to say that my guys are a bunch of angels when we get to a five-goal lead. and uh, But we do have a rule that when we get to five goals, nothing should look different. We, we play the game, and and we help that team get to see what hard, hardcore soccer is like, you know, how to pass the ball from – well, from our system, we like to pass the ball. A lot of y'all I like to play direct, and I understand why. But when you get to the attacking third and you get to the moment that you know you should shoot, okay, um, I kind of joke with them. I say, shoot the way you normally shoot. In other words, shoot the ball wide, hard, okay? And don't make it obvious, like just tap the ball to the goalie or uh, tap the ball to the outside. Uh, um, yeah. Everybody on listening on this radio knows how to shank a shot wide. You just go across your body, swing as hard as you can, okay? And then you just reload, okay? Uh, uh, passing the ball in a certain part of the field, just, you know, it's, it's, it's demoralizing to another player, okay? And let's say you're a Division One program playing a four, that, that team that you're annihilating might not be a bad team, okay? They don't have the, the, the depth that you do, and maybe in Division Four they're going to be quite well, you know, quite good, excuse me. Uh, and we need to encourage those teams to keep playing and again and again and again. The only media you're getting is, is this podcast. You should be getting coverage on every – media outlet this is the stretch run of our of our of our season and football right now this was week nine week 10 in football uh every local sports broadcast would be spending maybe 10 minutes on the district races that are out there and 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 in football everybody gets to go to the playoffs you know but they would still be spending that kind of time until we get enough people paying attention to soccer enough people playing the game of soccer the media can't afford with their sponsorships to pay attention to us, okay? I can't even get sponsorships for this show. How is a Channel 3 in Lafayette or Channel 4 in New Orleans uh, or KLB in, in uh, Lake Charles going to get anybody to want to pay uh, $1,000 for uh, a television ad for their pizza place if they know that uh, nobody's going to be watching because people really rather watch the Saints, how can you control that? Well, I'm telling you, the way you control it is you get more people playing. As people play, as people get interested in the game, then they raise children who are interested in the game, and it's just a snowball effect that is not immediate, okay? It's not. Things are getting better. I don't know. I've talked to a few of you out there who think that things might be getting worse. I mean, I will tell you this. I remember in the Catholic League in the 90s, we would – 
easily put three, four hundred people on the stands for a regular season game, and that's a rarity uh, in New or- in the New Orleans area. I don't know what's going on in Lafayette and Shreveport and Baton Rouge when it comes to regular season games. But I do remember in the 90s, it was cool. We would have all six teams play at Pan American on Wednesday and Saturday. Everybody who loved soccer knew that there were going to be three wars every Wednesday and Saturday. And even if they didn't care about any of the Catholic League schools, they would show up because they wanted to see good soccer. And uh, I miss those days terribly. Katrina kind of ruined that. And I like to see that resurrected. But uh, um, people, <clears throat> people, you know, want to win the lottery at the same time. So uh, I realize this is the reality that we're in, and uh, and we have to deal with it. But I tell you what, rubbing it in people's faces isn't the way to get the, the sport promoted. And I might offer if you do that to somebody, and they don't have a lot of. Uh, uh, characteristics that are virtuous, okay, they're going to come back at you and want to run up the score on you, okay? Uh, I've been I, I've been around 38 years. I've seen it happen. Somebody gets their face rubbed in the dirt one year, then those seniors graduate and the other team is strong and they rub their face in the dirt the next year. And then instead of a friendly rivalry where you're really hugging at the end of the game that you push each other as hard as you can and uh, – you wind up with situations where you can't even um, shake people's hands at the end of the game. You know, uh, this year when I had my face rubbed into it, I, I made sure I got the team together. Afterwards, uh, the other team was interpreted that we were not going to shake hands, and that was definitely not the case. I was just going to tell my kids to shake the hands of the other team, tell them they are fantastic, and just walk off the field with class. That's it. They don't have to banter. They don't have to, um, you know talk trash, which I hate to see. Um, At the end, I wanted them to shake the referee's hands and then just get off the field. But I'm telling you, they didn't want to do that, okay? Uh, They did not want to do that. So, um, yo, 38 games with a score. I've I've got some scores in here, y'all, of of 15, 16, 17 to nothing that I could read out to you uh, if I wanted to embarrass some people, which – that's not what I want to do, okay? I want to bring us together. Uh, uh, but 17 to nothing uh, in this day and age, um, uh, to me, there really is no excuse uh, to it at all. In a, in, a, in a tournament game, uh, most tournaments have a three-goal cap rule. Uh, which I, And if you don't have a three-goal cap rule, why, why don't you, okay? Uh, you know, you're and you're taking a lot of money from these teams that are going out there just trying to get better. Why do you want them to be miserable and get 12 zeroed? And so, um, I would question the squad, the scheduling of those tournaments as well. So that's my rant for the week. I also want to offer an apology to Noma. Uh, I had the impression that a lot of the people who play for my soccer club, Soccer Innovations of America, play played this year for them, but they did not. They're, they're ineligible. There's another show we can have on these new proposals in LHSAA about why can't a kid play. Like I, I was assuming my Soccer Innovations kids were playing for Noma because um, everybody down here – there's loopholes with all these. We have three types of schools now, uh, I think. Uh, I'm not even sure. Like, we have our private schools, we have our public schools, and we have our charter schools. And it's so hard to keep up with the rules. I just assumed that they found some rule where they could play, you know. And 
And uh, and we all know, and now I'm talk, talking in the New Orleans area, okay? Uh, everybody in the New Orleans area knows that there are constant players who use their uncle or, or aunt's address as their home address so that when they skip from their school to another school, they can play right away, which I refuse to do. I had a kid who wanted to do that for me last year. He transferred from his school, and I told him it's morally wrong to do that, and you're, got, you're not going to play this year. You're going to sit out a year. I have a kid sitting out this year doing the same thing um and the kid was really sad and i was sad for the kid because the kid actually moved to our school for academic reasons i never recruited the kid i don't believe in recruiting um and and the, the poor kid came now with the rules that they that are exist in, in this season he couldn't even play jv okay uh which i think that's that's ridiculous. If he's gonna, the the kid has come to the school. He's going to be a member of the school till he graduates, probably, or she graduates. Sorry for using uh, the male pronoun there, but they're um they're gonna probably graduate from that school. Let them get to know uh, their teammates. Uh, and there's no training like competition. So um, anyhow, that might be another show, especially when we get deep into the playoffs. And uh, and uh, we have fewer fewer games to, to to go over. Well, anyway, next time we come on the air, we'll have two days left, and uh, we'll be seeing even more scrambling. We'll probably spend some time talking about those teams that are in the, on the cusp, and uh, and hopefully we'll have some um, clarification from the state as to whether or not we're going to go to 32 teams uh, th- immediately this season, which I'm not really a fan of. Okay. Um, uh, I heard an idea from Coach Keys that's going to be on the next segment that I think we ought to pay attention to. I'm not going to steal his thunder. Uh, I, I recorded him a couple of days ago, and uh, I really do think that uh, his solution has a lot of merit. Uh, I, I think everybody getting a trophy just demeans the, the season. Uh, I see it in my school. Our basketball players are... They they kind of don't even have the feeling that their season's even started yet. They're waiting for the playoffs because there's no pressure to make the playoffs. So there's no pressure that they have to uh, pull off this victory. They try to win a district championship, so there's some pressure there. But the real the real um, prize that's out there is the state championship trophy. And of course, in basketball and football, there's like nine or ten of them. Uh, I'm so proud in soccer that. Uh, I'm talking about per gender, you know. Uh, I'm I'm really glad in soccer there's only four per gender, and I think four is really too many. Um, uh, but I can see why it's justified because the talent base is getting up there. All right. Well, you got to hear me rant. Uh, if you want to advertise on a show, please get in touch with us. But I'm going to stop ranting right now. Go to go pay our bills with our sponsors. Then when we come back, we're going to listen to Coach Keys talk about how Starlington rose in just three years. Okay, that's an incredible story. Uh, it's I've never been able to build a program in three years, and uh, so he's been able to do that. And um, and then again, we'll talk about Coach. Um, um, Coach Lieberman over there at Bird and how that machine keeps on running on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns. Trivia. Historical flashbacks. 
and my editorials that'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow from the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 1015. All right, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice youth soccer. We're blessed to have on the line Sterlington's head coach for the boys, Kyle Keyes. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, thank you, Coach. Glad to be on the show. Yeah, I tell you what, we've been wanting to have you on for a long time and finally getting around to it. Last week of the season, better late than never. Absolutely, man. Uh, just fortunate to be on the set. Well, look, uh, y'all have had a great season this year. Uh, what do you think is the, the key to all that is? Uh, to be honest with you, man, it's just uh, team dedication amongst the players. Uh, the kids are having fun, and that's the most important thing. And uh, as long as the kids are having fun and we all have the same goal in mind, usually going to have a successful season. So uh, just making sure we go the right path the whole year, and it seems to be working. Do you find that being in North Louisiana is a hindrance to you, like making a run in the playoffs? Uh, I actually do a little bit uh, to the extent, uh, you know, most of the better coaching is always going to be down south in the New Orleans area and as, and as well as the uh, Baton Rouge area. Uh, up here in northeast Louisiana, it's you don't really have the quality of coaching that you do down south just because it's kind of a smaller community. So when you experience that, your players aren't quite as experienced um, when going up against quality opponents. So uh, us high school coaches, you know, we always have the final product with kids going through the system and stuff like that. So we're actually uh, starting from like square root one with our freshmen and just trying to get them prepared for their senior year. So, uh, that being said, uh, we try to get as much experience playing teams from down south because it is quality opponents down south. But all of us up here, we just know it. Uh, you can beat everybody you want to up here, but at some point you got to figure a way to beat the guys down south. So, <laughs> Okay. Uh, how many of your kids play club ball? Uh, on my team, I have, I believe, nine boys that are playing club ball. Uh, that's out of 24. Um, wow. I'm trying to encourage that as much as I can. You know, you can't stress that enough because the more touches a kid has on the ball, obviously the better he's going to get. And we only have a certain window to actually train these boys in high school soccer. So, uh, I'm starting with the middle school teams, just encourage them to play and travel soccer, more and more touches on the ball. And, uh, maybe eventually it'll click with them. But up here we are a football baseball community. Uh, you know, that old school mentality. So, uh, as long as the kids are having fun, they start telling other friends and family members about how much fun they're having. Then you start opening more eyes. So it's just, a, it's a longer drawn out process up here. Uh, I'm going to tell you, it's not that much different down here. It's just, uh, <laughs> we have maybe more clubs. Okay. And, uh, but I had to start a club to get my kids to play because the price, you know, the cost of club play here in new Orleans is too high. And so a lot of our high school teams, they don't have club players and it's not because they don't want to play clubs. It's just that they can't, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It seems to be like an elitist sport. The older I get, with the coaching field, it's just it's soccer's becoming more of an elitist sport. So you got kids that can't afford to get better, that want to get better, and it, it's very unfortunate. Like if you look at uh, Odell Beckham, uh, yeah, he he was a, a U.S. soccer star, and uh, it got to the point his family couldn't afford it, so he went to the football route and worked out for him, obviously. But <laughs> just right. that that experience alone, so. 
Well, it's, it's, it speaks volumes right there, you know. And I, I don't, and I, you know, I know we probably both agree. Until we get the Odell Beckham's on the field, we can, we can, we can uh, develop our subpar athletes all we want to. We're just not going to win the World Cup, you know. Absolutely. Well, look, when it comes to your team now, what are some of the highlights of your season so far? Uh, biggest highlight for us, obviously. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna rewind this for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is our, our third season, obviously, and uh, most of the boys that I had when I first got them uh, started the program have never touched a soccer ball before in their life, mm. and uh, so we had to start from square one fundamentals first year and second year. And uh, when we finally went varsity, we were getting our butts beat up by like Neville, West Monroe, uh, Washtenaw teams like that up in this area the bigger schools and uh then we finally roll into this season we got experience on our back we kind of got everything going the right way we come out the gate beat washtaw two nothing in the season opener so wow that kind of turns some head for us uh meaning we're going the right way um we tied neville uh zero zero so we're going in the right direction obviously um and unfortunately, this year, every time we had a game scheduled with some teams from down south, the rain washed us out. So we have yet to experience anybody down south yet. And uh, it's been just, I guess, the look of the draw when it comes to the weather. <laughs> right. And, and since you're on the uh, uh, the uh, uh, north uh, eastern side, you, going to Dallas just isn't worth it, right? No, no, not at all. Uh, we are actually going to Jackson, Mississippi uh, next, this coming Friday, actually, play uh, Brandon High School. So that's kind of the closest area we can get to those big, solid programs. Um, Dallas is a little bit further away. I think it's right. around five hours from here. So, Right, right, right. And uh, is that going to hurt your power rating at all? No, it does not. Uh, Out-of-state games do not affect your power rating, from what I've been told. So, Okay. <laughs> i tell you <laughs> what, uh, every year I think I understand power ratings, and every year I, I seem to learn more about it. And uh, uh, So you, how long, you've been three years at Sterlington? Correct, correct. This is our third year. Okay, and so y'all didn't like build it up a few years before that in, in middle school? No, there was a middle school program, so we had uh, some kids, but the guy that was over the middle school program, he was—he didn't really know what was going on with soccer. He just wanted to get something started for his son. And uh, he actually came to me when I was coaching for uh, NELSA, uh, which is the select program right. up here. And he said, hey, I want to get this high school program started. Can you help me? And it's always been a long-time dream of mine to coach high school soccer. So I jumped on that bandwagon as quickly as I could, and we got it rolling. And uh, I will admit that first year, it was something else. <laughs> uh -huh. I didn't know what I got into, but right. uh, <laughs> we got it rolling there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, people just can't understand it. Uh, the club people really can't understand it. That it, Yeah, the, uh, the quality of play might be down, but the intensity of play is times 10, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so how long have you been coaching overall? Uh, probably around seven to eight years. Um, I'm relatively a young guy. I'm only 28. Um, wow. I've coached a little bit over in Mississippi, um, mostly just travel and rec soccer. And, uh, then I got over here and kind of got my foot in the ground, started, uh, working with Nelsa, uh, did a couple of travel teams, mainly girls soccer. And, uh, then that obviously that position over at Sterlington, new program starting up and, uh, I jumped on that as quickly as I could. So. Because that only comes around once in a lifetime, you know, to start a program. Yeah, it's uh, and and uh, I'm gonna tell you, hold on to it because I've I've had to uh, 
start one and rebuild two and I'm not doing it again. And uh, it's just too much energy, you know, know, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. (laughs) Right. Right. Where'd you play your high school ball? Uh, Brandon high school out of Jackson. Uh, it's actually the school we're going to go play next Friday. My old high school coach is still over there. So he's always inviting us to come play him. And I'm like, well, don't beat our brains out, but we're going to give it a shot. (laughs) All right. Excellent. Excellent. Who are some of your better players? Uh, we got, uh, Cooper Reese. He's actually, uh, one of those players that's trying to do the ODP pool play down south. Um, we got another kid named Duke Villarreal. He's doing the ODP pool play as well. And, uh, I got some football guys that are just your athletic guys on my back line. Um, yeah. It's just uh, your typical uh, Northeast team, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if you'd say typical because uh, I've had some experiences with, with uh, I mean, in my 38 years, uh, it's a different brand of soccer, and it, it's but it's not it's not any less intense, you know. Yeah. And Neville, Neville always, whenever I play Neville, I, I, n- I never leave the game without without a strong headache. And uh, so y'all <laughs> y'all y'all beat y'all uh, your match with them was pretty good. So uh, it, 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 that's what got my attention. So how do you like your chances with the rest of the games you have? Uh, I actually feel pretty confident in it. And, uh, you know, last year when we were going into the playoffs, we were just kind of just hoping we'd get a lucky draw and see where the chips fall. And uh, this year, my boys just really want to make a run at it. Uh, we know really any program up here hasn't gone very deep in the playoffs uh, just because it is a little different style of play up here. It's more of that long ball mentality. And yeah. uh, we're trying to change that up. We're more of that Jackson style because that's my background and that's how I've been trying to train these boys. But uh, we're, we're feeling pretty confident going into playoffs. Uh, we like where we are right now, uh, just trying to make that last push, kind of tighten everything up. So, uh, With all the teams that you're seeing up there in the north, really how many passes do people string in a row on average? On average, uh, I'd say anywhere from like three to four. And uh, usually on that third one, you're going to see a long ball being played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, you, they want to use their athleticism up here. And uh, it's not really a keep it on the ground mentality. And uh, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, that's their strength is they're fast, physical, and athletic up in this area. They're the football guys, and uh, which is nothing wrong. I mean, if that's your style of play, that's your style of play. Um, just master what you got, right? <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. You know, uh, now uh, you're my representative this week from the north. So um, who do you think are the teams to beat up there in all four divisions? Uh, right now in uh, Division One, um, I know West Monroe just beat Bird uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they're actually peaking. We played them Thursday night. They uh, snuck one in, laid on us one nothing. I expect them to – they should make a decent run in the playoffs, but – Freaking Division One so stacked. Once you get in the top ten, there I don't yeah. see them really making an impact on that. Um, they're a good team and all that, but like I said, that those teams are just you know juggernauts. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> um, now in uh, Division Two, Neville is actually coming on strong. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, today, Saturday, they uh, actually upset Loyola three to one over Okay. Um, so they are making some headway there that the last part of the season. So I expect them to kind of make a deep little playoff push. Um, in Division Three, uh, I think Loyola up here, uh, they're in the Shreveport area, obviously. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty 
tough. I haven't experienced any of their games this year, but I just from what I've heard from other coaches, they got a pretty solid squad. Um, and then Division Four up in this area, uh, obviously, I got root for myself. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I think we got a good team and a good shot, and uh, I think we can compete with anybody. I don't think we're walking to a game just feeling like we're going to be completely outmatched. So. Okay. And uh, and the way you're seated, it looks like you're going to get a chance to have a deep breath. Are you a big fan of the uh, buy system? Uh, I actually am not. Um, I'm a firm believer if you're hot, you need to keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, for instance, we're going to go to the football. Uh, let's look at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they came out the gate uh, against the Eagles. They were very sluggish because they, they really had two weeks off. They didn't play their stars their last season game. Then they had a bye. So they took two weeks off. I, I really firmly believe if you got a good thing rolling, you need to keep it rolling. Um, you know, a lot of coaches – use that as like, oh, it's time to rest, yada, yada, yada. But um, I think the more touches you can have, you can kind of keep a rhythm going, the better you, you can be. So I, I totally agree, too. And uh, I find that uh, whenever I had a bye, I, I hate, you know, it, it, it resulted in poor play. And and uh, uh, I'm not a big uh, – I, I can't stand everybody making the playoffs. At least soccer, we don't have that problem like football has because uh, there's no excitement during the season. You know, like our basketball team, they're not excited at all. I mean, they're playing basketball and they love to play basketball, but there's no pressure on them right now. Um, and uh, and they they were jealous of us because, you know, we're checking the power rankings every minute <laughs> and uh, trying to make sure if we've made it or not. So I hope that doesn't change. But the same token, you know, to get rid of the bye, we'd have to have 32 teams in which what would you rather yeah i mean i I would rather just play the first round i mean first round of playoffs and have a bye just because i mean there's no substitute for a competitive play there's really not okay okay i get that so you keep it 24 teams but not have buys okay yeah, that would work. That I mean, that would work. I've never really heard anybody say that before, um, um, at least recently. So that might not be a bad bad idea for us to pursue. Because um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Buys. I know, uh, I know that some people are bringing up. I think it's the 32 team playoff. Um, yeah, I don't know, know if that's there, the solution. Some, the, there's some pros and cons in there because obviously a number one team versus a number 32 team that, that wouldn't be anywhere close to being competitive. But at the same time. You don't get a week off. You can kind of get your stars, get their feel back on the field. And, uh, I mean, you don't have to run it up on a team by any means unless you want to get out of there as quickly as possible. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm a firm believer. If you got a solid grasp on the game, go ahead and get your bench guys in there. Make it fun for everybody. As, I mean, we're supposed to be encouraging kids to play the sport. So that's just my, my mentality, though. Okay, and before I let you go, all right, there's a big banter on LA Prep right now about running up the score. What's your spin on it? Um, I, I firmly believe uh, if you're up four goals on somebody, the, pretty much the match is determined. Uh, go ahead and if it's in the second half, go ahead and let some of your uh, bench guys that normally don't play, let them get out there, get some touches on the ball, encourage them to develop as a player. Because, uh, like I said, there's no substitute for competitive play. And the more times you get out there and have a competitive game, the better you can be as a player. So, all right. Well, coach, I wish you all the best, and uh, we'll be keeping our eyes out, open, and uh, and watching you. And maybe we'll have you back on the show. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. God bless you, and uh, and uh, good luck. God bless you too. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. Hello and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for you, Tucker. Uh, now we're going to hear from uh, CE Birds head coach, Coach Lisa Leverman. Welcome to the show. Hi, Coach. How you doing, Alan? I'm very, very good. Well, um, we kind of uh, just covered the boys' um, picture, and now we like to cover the girls. Let's start with your team, first of all. It looks like y'all are the hot team right now in the North. Uh, how's your season been going? We're doing it. We've been having a really good season, Alan. Um enjoyed it we uh we're i think we're 17 two and two and so we're, we're right where we where we hope to be okay and uh what are some of the highlights of your season so far well the, I, I guess one of the biggest highlights is that uh my girls have shown me over and over again that they have they they have they are not quitters we had a uh, a big game against Acadiana here um, in December where it was pouring down rain and came back from a deficit of four to one, which is, if, if you know, you yep. know, soccer is huge. It's hard to come back from and, uh, and, and kind of was our, the tide that turned everything when we knew we could, we could uh, come back from something like that. And, and, and they've surprised me over and over again with some, with some big wins. Okay, I tell you, at four one in the rain, that's usually when a teenager says, "I'm done." You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And a Friday night, and a Friday night. Oh but, my! Yeah. <laughs> well, how how long have you going, been? I was like, this is not looking good. When we got five minutes into the second half, four one, I was like, "Dang!" And then when we, it started coming, that's when I just I knew I. I knew I had something a little special there that they could fight back from that. So uh, it's been just all uphill since then. We, we've had a couple of setbacks, but just I, I just can see them fighting, and that and that's what that's all you ask as a coach is them to to not give up. Yeah, well, and that's hard to find a team that can do that, a team that has leadership, parental support, talent. I mean, those are those are rare unless you start getting a juggernaut produced. You know. Exactly, exactly, and that and that is what I ha I get I get great I get great players um, up here in this area, and and the parents are really make it happen, and and so yeah, this is fun. This is what makes my job so much fun. How much you play? How many of your players play club ball? All of them. Okay, but that says a lot, right there. I love, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. My JV is has nothing but club players too, so I'm just I'm thrilled every year when I when I can say that. Yeah, and uh, I hope you count your blessings because that's not the case I for do. a lot of teams. I do. How long have you been coaching there, Alan? It's, this is my 26th year at Bird High School. Wow. <laughs> okay. 26th year. Yes, I love it. But I haven't been anywhere else. I teach there at Bird as well. Um, and you know, the one and only place I want to be up here. And, uh, you know, I talk about my players and my parents, but my administration is, is unreal too. They just do a terrific job supporting us. So I'm, I'm real lucky to be where I'm at. 
Yeah, when I was uh, trying to find your phone number and all, I saw the website. It, it looked like better than half the colleges that are out there uh, when it comes to covering like, soccer. Like you like that? Have you even hit the tabs? You can do some tabs, and, and we've done the history of our program. You know, a lot of parents put that together, and, and I'm proud of that part because uh, an alumni can go back and uh, and look and, and see all the different awards throughout the years. And, yeah, that was my that was my parents helping me put that together. They uh, huge support from that, that whole system there. Yeah, I know. So uh, yeah, and it was very impressive. Who are your best players? Best players, I have. I have just a crew that is. I'm so lucky they uh, they came in with uh, with the, the last time we were at the state with uh, with the other you know talented group I had. They were freshmen, so when we made it to the finals, um, this group was freshmen. So I have a just a huge group of seniors that are have been there and they've tasted it and 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 they've wanted it. You know, like I said, we've had some some setbacks as we tried to fight back to get there and um best players though i i mean i i hate to even single out one because each yeah, one I get of that. them <laughs> each one of them have have like had these these moments um i lucked out too that recently we were you know able to to draw from we we're here at uh where barksdale air force base is Yes. And so um, there's always been this little misconception that they had to go to Bozier schools and, and they don't necessarily. And, and this particular player I have has to move every two years because of her her father's position. So I, I've lucked out and I've gotten a, her name is Jessica Boldeno and um, she's played all, you know, all over the world and, and in, you know, different places across the country. So I, you know, I love that I can gather from her experience. Um, she travels to Texas to play as well. Um, so she's a big, big player for us. She's in the bat, but the, I have a crew that have grown up together. And, and I know that's, that's my history. When I grew up together with the same team, um, I have a group that's been playing together since third grade. So um, you know how that, that chemistry you can't touch. So um, the, the group of seniors that I have have a lot of history together. Um, so I saw, you know, I, I, I threw out Jessica Boldenode, but I also have Riley Walker out there. I have some Summer Netterville, Reagan Todd. Ellis scored big time for us last night against Loyola. You know, everyone's had their big moments. So it's really hard to, like, pick your big players. Um, I, I'm lucky that, that I have these girls that are just, you know, that those kind of dream players that come in and they just, they do everything they can to, 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 to try to make it happen out on the field. You know? It sounds like soccer utopia up there. <laughs> I know people don't think so, but it is. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm very lucky that, uh, you know, we, and Loyola has been doing well, um, as well. And all the, all our girls play, you know, with each other, with club and, and, but there's something about playing for your high school too, you know? So, um, so, you know, we, 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 we like, uh, we like the way things are going this year, but we also know that, you know, there's a lot of good teams out there too. Anything can, can happen in the playoffs. <laughs> you said a mouthful right there. And I, and I've seen a bunch of your playoff games and, uh, and they're quite memorable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's you not know. necessarily, it's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> but, but still. Don't, don't give me flashbacks. Don't give me flashbacks. <laughs> no, no, no. But every year's different. Every year's different. Who are, you, right. who are the best teams in the North right now, girls wise from all divisions? From all divisions, obviously Loyola is the is the big one, um, and we had our, our clash last night. It was a, it was a great uh, game, a good atmosphere where we it's like a playoff atmosphere. 
Um, all our girls grew up playing together, so um, they're they're definitely strong. And and you know, and I and I, don't, I know Mark Matlock wouldn't mind me saying this, but you know, last year they, they moved down to Division Four, and maybe kind of played an easy schedule and, you know, should have gone a lot further. And he thought, well, I need to play the big dogs this year. And he has, and he's done very well against them, uh, all the division one teams and two and three. And, and so, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing for North Louisiana to have uh, both of our teams doing so well. That says a lot for, for our club system and, and what they've been able to do. So, um, and, you know, knowing that we have the tough competition throughout the state, I just think that that having you know a team from Division Four do do very well. So Loyola's doing a good job. Um, we played Neville. Neville always has athletes, and uh, and we played him early in the season, um, a four zero game. But you always know that Neville can come. At, what are they like number four right now? I yeah. think in their division, in their division. So I would say that I would say that the the other top teams would be Loyola and Neville in this area. Okay, and uh, obviously the uh, the club environment doesn't hurt at all. And uh, no. and no, you no, said no. y'all brought Barksdale Air Force Base. How many how many of your players are uh, military? I yeah, like I said, uh, it, it's a new thing <laughs> because it's been like you know something that they always just thought they had to go here, and and and, it, and they have they have a choice uh, when they come because of of their situation. But right now, I'm I'm lucky to have I have two players, so I have Jess. I I, I had her last year, um, and uh, so it's my second year with her, and I just received a freshman this year. This that's pretty good. So I'm fortunate to to be able to to you know draw from that now. Um, because like I said, these players have experience from being in different environments and, and it's, and it's, it's great to have, to have that. All right. Well, um, one of the themes of our show tonight is we're trying to get a grip on this, uh, this banter that's on the boys part of the LA prep soccer, uh, um, uh, blog about running up the score. What's your spin on that? Running up the score. Yeah, whether or not you should go eight nothing against a team, or what do you do when you get to four or five nothing? You know, uh, what do you do? What do I do? It's always been a challenge. I mean, we we respect our opponents here, um, but at the same time, we also know. My I had a principal, um, really tough principal when I first started at Bird, and you know, knowing nothing about soccer, she she pulled me in the first time we beat somebody. I I was I think it was six zero, maybe seven zero, and she said, Coach. Tell me what a good score is for soccer. <laughs> well, um, I'm thinking 1-0 is an excellent yes. game because it's even 2-0. And then she goes, 7 is not good. And she actually put a limit on how many goals I could score. Wow. And, and it was, you know, it was something that I was like, what? you know, I, I had a problem with it. But I also knew she goes, and, and knowing nothing about soccer, she taught me this. She goes, it will always come back to haunt you. I don't care what you say. So you do not run up the score. And there's things you can do. She would tell me that. Aren't there things you can do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, yes, yes, of course. So, no, I never want to uh, – I never want to run up a score. I uh, take my team every year to Texas to play the really good stuff. Um, I, we just came back from the Arlington tournament two weeks ago. We play some big teams, and I know how it feels to, to have them score run up on you and mm-hmm. the other team take their shoes off, you know, 15 minutes into the game because uh, they're done with you. And so I, I'm, I'm very mindful of that, and I always tell the girls, you, you, you've got to respect and that they're out there. Respect your opponent. And I, So, no, I would never I would never beat someone. Um, I, 
you know, at first I thought the mercy rule was crazy. Um, but, you know, when you have a hard time not putting 10 goals in, um, I know, I know Sean, <laughs> they gave him a hard time a couple of years ago when it was uh, in the 20s. And I was like, right. Sean, really, there's got to be a way. And and there should be. And and so, no, I would never, never run up a score on the team. There's no, like I said, because it will always, some year, it will come back to haunt you. Oh, I agree with that principle. It will come back to haunt you. And then you got bad blood. And I've seen programs shut down because of it. And uh, the ones that got run up on, and and uh, so I agree with you there. Uh, a lot of the arguments down here is that okay, well, you want to save your players, so you want to get to eight nothing and get the game over with uh, quick. What do you think about that? I uh, well, well, this is what I really take into consideration. I have a team that has to travel two hours to me uh, to play me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what do I do? Do I, do I kill them in the first, you know, half like, like I could, or do I give some of the other players? And I am, I'm, I am fortunate to have the, the, the players that I have. This is a great opportunity to give them a chance to get in there and to get their touches. And, you know, uh, cause you never know when we have injuries in the, you know, the, the first group. And so, yeah, that's what I use it for. So at no time, I think it's appropriate to, to kill somebody. I, I uh, I really try to stay mindful of that because, like I said, going back to you know, it's never a good thing. I just think I'm playing I'm playing kids. There's kids out there that you know, regardless of of what you say, let's get this game over with. Let's go. There's a kid out there that's trying to their best to 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 compete with you. And you know, like I said, respect your opponents. That's all, that's what I think about. And there's things you can do to work on some of your games. Um, but at the same time, it is kind of nice to, to get a game over with. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not going to purposely try to, you know, go ahead and mercy rule them just to get out of there. Um, I think there's something you can learn from every game. Um, when it comes to power rankings, y- y'all went to Arlington, you said. Do you think that helps or hurts you in, when it comes to your seeding? Well, um, Obviously, I would I would love for these games to count. Um, I, that's three three games I can't count towards my seeding, and um, and people have always said, Coach, why wouldn't you go to this tournament? You you got three more games, um, you know, to count towards that. And what I look at it as is, and I go over there for the experience. They play fast. They're big girls. I mean, we got knocked around. And we went one, okay. one and one. Okay. One, one and one. And literally, they're, they're, I'm lucky because they, that's their first kickoff weekend. So, you know, Texas is is um, a little bit different our high school season. So we get them early, and but we get to try new things, too. I, so I use it as, okay, let's try this different formation against very good teams. And um, although I would love for it to count towards my power ranking, and, I, and wasn't it softball and baseball finally got it passed last year? Yeah, the, I'm not uh, sure. I think they did. I think they finally got it passed. I, you know, I would love to see that because I, I think we have so much talent that's around us, it's more so, you know, in Dallas and, you know, some uh, Mount Carmel and them go to Mississippi to play. You know, who, what, you know, I would love for that to, to count towards our, our power ranking, but I don't necessarily think it hurts me as well. And, and like I said, I, no way do I tell the girls, oh, these games do not count. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. We go to learn our lessons and we go to play faster and, you know, better opponents. And so, you know, maybe sometimes I'm like, you know, the last few years we've been pretty successful. When I first started taking them there, this we figured out this was our 18th year we've gone to, to Texas and to this tournament. Uh, you know, I grew up in that area and, and you know, 
it's good soccer and that's what I wanted to expose my girls to. I'm three hours away, you know, so yeah. why wouldn't I take advantage of it? So, um, so it, I don't think it's hurt me either. I think it's helped, helped me in that respect of preparing for the playoffs. Okay. Um, now comparing North and South Louisiana, do you think you're at a disadvantage, uh, an advantage or just neutral? <laughs> In what respect? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say in like this. Yes, well, that's my job. <laughs> but uh, you don't have to answer the question. But I would say, really, in developing your team and getting quality games in. And getting quality games. Um, well, well, like I said, my theory's always been that we, we know how strong the South is. Um, you know, whether they want to say it or not, we know that we don't get much respect up here. But I, you know, I just, you know, and we used to have, I mean, I'm back in the days when Sam Snow was our coaching director in Louisiana. Yeah, you know? he, he gave he, me my D license. <laughs> yeah, I told you we were in the same, we were in our C license together, Alan. Okay, I don't know if you yeah. remember. You okay. Yeah, he did mine too. And he used to say, you're crazy, Leverman, for not going to Texas to go play all the stuff that's right next to you. Right. You know, so. So, you know, we, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it's huge that we, we experience both because we know what, what we're going to be faced against. We know the levels that are down South. We know that there's a lot of power down there. Um, but we also know that we're so close to a totally different level in Dallas. So, um, I'm all for trying to get that experience. Um, it can only help us get better. All right. Well, you got the mic, uh, North Louisiana. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't think. North Louisiana gets the amount of respect that they deserve. And so I wanted to make sure this show, we focus on North Louisiana. You have the mic. What, what do you want to say to the rest of the state? Uh, any pet peeves or uh, <laughs> anything? Don't give me that freedom. Do not give me that freedom. <laughs> no, I know I'm a lady. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know that. And, and that's funny. That, that fuels us up. That's okay. Because we've always, I've heard, I've been, this, I've been at it. I'm so 26 years of bird, but I've been in the, in the club system for 30 years here in Louisiana and know that we will never get it. And, 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 uh, but we have to keep working towards that goal. Okay. And we know that, um, you know, I, I'm amazed every year that the, uh, that the North shore with Mandeville and St. Scholastic, I totally respect their programs and the soccer that they produce there. They do have good stuff. But so do we. <laughs> We've had, you know, when I went to state, we our girls won the the, the, the club for three years in a row. Um, I was fortunate to, to coach another group. So we we've had our we we have a very good club system. Uh, I would I would you know would hope that people would would see that and respect it. We know they don't always do, but we you know we take the high road and we just keep working and and. Um, you know, try to get the, the same level that they are playing down south and, and hope, you know, when I've been the state championship, we know we haven't been respected. My girls know that when they, they get into the ODP system, um, but it kind of drives them. You know what I mean? That's what I like. It, it makes them more competitive. We don't cower down and say, oh, we'll never be as good. We try. We keep trying. And, and I've been with the club system. I've been with this high school program. Um, we do have good talent. We don't get credit for it, but there's a lot of good coaches up here um, teaching our girls what and, and boys what they need to know. Um, we just have to keep fighting, and we know that, and we will, and and we'll surprise y'all. 
uh, every now and then, and, and we do produce some good players. So, um, so you know, whether they respect us or not, we we feel good about what we're doing up here and what we're doing for the kids, and and what we're we're producing. We're proud of it. We've we've had a lot of good uh, of good things come out of North Louisiana. I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, you know, whether you're in West Monroe, in, in you know, you go to Loyola, you're in Bossier. We have a lot of good soccer happening, and and we'll surprise you. That's what I like. I love being the underdog coming in. You know, I love that role, and uh, and fighting for it. So, um, and and so does everyone else. Our mission here is to is to get better. Um, and who knows? I you know, just like one day I said I'll never see a soccer field up at high school in my career. <laughs> and we did. Hallelujah, we got a field. You know, in my lifetime I will see I think hopefully one day some respect for us because we are doing our very best and um and and, and love the fact that, you know, we come from a from a good area that's producing some good soccer. Well, look, I, and there's no secret. I, I get have Pavlos and uh, Al Silvas on the show a lot. Uh, I coached Al, and of course, you know, uh, Pavlos has really been the reason why. Yeah, they've been the reason why we've been on the air for so long. They sponsored our show for about five years, and and I tell you, when when they hear the word bird, I can see it on their faces. They tighten up. So you have a lot more respect down here than you think. Oh, I know. I love those guys. I've coached with them and coached against them for years. So I know they. I know there's some out there that do. I know. I really do. So it's. It may, we haven't maybe com- really convinced the parents at times, is what I think, but. That's not what we're, what we're trying to do. <laughs> we know, we know. There's some very good coaches. You know, Sean and I go way back. Um, and Pablo's Al. Uh, there, there's so many good coaches. We know that there's some that do respect us. Um, so I'm not saying all of South Louisiana does not. Um, it feels like that sometimes when you get <laughs> some right. of the referees. Oh not my! To bash, not to bash anybody there, but you know it, that happens everywhere. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, I, I totally respect the, those coaches. That Pablo's and Al are are huge, have been huge in, in my high school career, in their relationships that we have. Well, y'all definitely have had some classic matches. So um, I, I wish you the best this year, and uh, and uh, we'll be keeping our eye on you, and maybe we'll have you back on the show to talk about your chances to win the state championship uh, <laughs> on state championship weekend. <laughs> okay, Alan, thank you. Take care, Coach. Okay. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. 504-577-3131. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football. And uh, I hope that now everybody, at least in the um, South, uh, understands a little bit more what goes on with these coaches in the North. I feel for them. Uh, I think it's a, it's, it's a hard task for a Monroe team to have to go to Dallas. And at least they have Jackson, and it's good that Shreveport teams have Dallas. Okay, Lake Charles teams have Houston. Um, but um, 
still, in order to develop your players to be able to win a Louisiana State Championship, you've really got to play everybody in Louisiana. I try to get my kids to play um, Lake Charles, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, Homa, New Orleans, okay? Uh, but Alexandria and Shreveport, it's hard financially and it's hard time-wise, and they have the same problems coming down playing the teams in the South. And so when the playoffs hit um, – Usually, unfamiliarity hits as well, and and so there's nothing like there's no magic wand to fix that. That's just the demographics of our state. I just uh, want to make sure that everybody understood and respected the job that all those coaches up there in the north are doing, and how good of a job that they're doing. Okay, uh, especially um, especially with the restrictions that they do have and the amount of travel that they have to do. And also, y'all, you think football's king down south. It's definitely king in the north, okay, uh, by far, by far, by far. Well, that's going to do it for this week's uh, episode. Next week, again, we're going to be talking about the, the finish line, the teams on the bubble, what they have to do to get into the playoffs. The LHSAA uh, rulings hopefully are going to be done by that time, and we'll have a better idea of what the playoff demographics will look like on, on our show. So, uh, please, everybody, play with good sportsmanship. All these games this week are important. They're going to be played intently, intensely. Referees, <laughs> make sure that you come to the games rested, ready to go, okay, because these games mean a lot to these kids. Players, don't talk to the referees. Coaches, support the referees. And let's make sure that when these games are over with, um, the brand of 2019 goes on your team's uh, resume is, is that you played your very, very best. Carpe diem in Christ. God bless you and your family. We'll see you next week on Monday Night Football. This is Coach Alan DeRitter signing off.